Hi guys, this is Alana Terry. I am the author of Termination Dust, the audiobook you just finished listening to. I'm also the host of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Today we're talking all about Termination Dust. And if you haven't finished listening to the whole audiobook yet, this after show may have some spoilers about it, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of behind the scenes peeks into the story, the characters, my process writing it, and so on. So this is my second suspense novel set in Alaska. It is set specifically in Glen Allen, which is a small town where I actually did used to live. I also have lived in Anchorage, so I'm familiar with some of the places mentioned there. I think one of the things that I enjoy most about fiction is the way that you can dive into these different questions and dilemmas and these what-ifs, right? So sometimes we look at things as being so clear-cut. If you are being beaten up by your stepfather and you're an adult and of legal age to leave, you can leave or you can go to the police or something like that. But at least in Kimmy's case, it's definitely not that cut and dry. So really what I wanted to do with this novel was kind of explore one of the facets because if somebody has never experienced an abusive relationship to this extreme or walked with somebody who's gone through something like this, I think sometimes those of us who haven't gone through this kind of abuse can be judgmental of others. You know, well, come on, Kimmy, if he's this terrible person, why don't you just get up and leave? Or I, I have kind of mixed feelings, to be honest, about Kimmy's mom. I do feel bad for everything that she went through, but there's part of me that wants to just kind of take her by the shoulders and be, you know, get your kids to safety, lady. Um, but, you know, there are some real, real concerns, especially when the safety of your children is concerned or fears over custody issues, which is kind of what keeps Kimmy there for a while. So basically, I wanted to write this novel, first of all, to give you an exciting story, and I hope I did that. And second of all, just to kind of explore this complex issue of abuse, maybe so that if you haven't ever experienced it, you can look at some of these scenarios with a little bit more compassion. There's actually been this study that came out that people who read novels, and this would include fiction audiobooks, are more empathetic. And I think that's because to really get into a story, you really do put yourself into that character's shoes. So that was kind of my, you know, if I had a secondary purpose beyond just, you know, a fun, exciting story and furthering my Alaska series, that was kind of what I wanted to delve into with this book. I actually came to really like Meg as a character. Um, as well as Kimmy, I love the just dynamics between these two sisters. And I know that in some, you know, especially when you first meet her, Meg, the older sister is really seen as the, the snobby, bossy big sister. But what I tried to do is to take even that cliche and add, you know, add some depth to it. Yes, Kimmy and Meg have lots of bickering and some hurt in their background and you know sister relationships can be pretty complicated and they definitely have that but I had a lot of fun in terms of just uh, supporting characters I had a lot of fun creating Meg because I think at the beginning I did start with her just being the 
kind of domestic antagonist, you know, like the sister that's really hard to get along with. But as we get to know her more, we actually realize, hey, there's there's quite a bit more going on in her backstory as well. And then Kimmy, I, I really found myself admiring. So there are some characters that I'll write and I'll really see aspects of myself that I put into them. And then there are other characters that I write that are almost the exact opposite. So Kimmy is um, almost what I see is who I would hope to be if I were in a situation like hers. And yet on the very realistic side of things, I really am not sure that I would find the courage and determination and the willpower that she does you know so she she is abused she is suffering from fear and lack of confidence but she's able to overcome that in some pretty amazing scenes like when she's in the fiery house at her sister's just you know she's been shot she's dragging herself to try to save her brother or when they're in the in the woods the night that she runs away and you know risk dying from hypothermia and she just she finds the willpower to make sure that Pip survives you know that is her one driving motivating factor and I really do admire for that whereas I think if I were in that situation I'm really not sure I could say with certainty that I would find that degree of courage so for her this was a character that instead of writing parts of me that I see in myself I feel like I was almost writing parts of me of who I might want to be <laughs> um, you know I never went through the physical abuse and things like that that she did but just knowing myself and especially knowing how I was as a teenager I don't think that I would have been able to stand up in the ways that she does and so I'm almost writing her as the picture of who I would want to be in a situation like that. Pip was fun to write too and a little bit of a challenge because I didn't want him to come across as just some kind of, you know, stereotype. It's never, the word autism is never mentioned in the novel, but as the, um, as a careful reader, you might have assumed that that's probably about where he's going to be or, you know, some kind of developmental delay on the autistic spectrum, which, you know, probably is true. It's not there in the story, so I'm not going to, you know, confirm that with 100% certainty. But, it, you know, that's kind of the intent that I had going into it is that this is a child who, if he was getting early prevention services, would be diagnosed with something along the lines of autism or somewhere on the um, spectrum disorder kind of thing. And so this was a challenge in one way because, like I said, I didn't want to just make him a caricature for sure. And it's also hard to get to know someone's personality if they don't talk. But I hope that seeing Pip through his sister's eyes is what gave him a lot of his personality. And so he was a little bit of a challenging character, but I also had fun writing him. I actually find that dialogue for kids can be hard to write. So it was in a way almost a um, just an interesting change from writing kids who do talk and having the difficulty of trying to make their dialogue realistic to having a kid who doesn't talk but still making him seem very much like a kid. <laughs> so that was Pip. Um, you know there is a hint of romance 
in this novel, maybe more so than a hint, you know, if you get all the way to the last chapter and so on. So there was a little bit of time where with this whole series, you know, I would ask myself, well, is this a romantic suspense series or is this a suspense series with a hint of romance? And I had fun writing in Taylor just because he's really not the typical male love interest. So I do a lot of suspense that don't have any romance at all. But when I do, a lot of the time, my male characters, they're they're more of just the guy next door kind of guy. Like, I think this this book might be the only time where the protagonist is described, you know, in, in kind of detail. You know, Meg talks a lot about his, you know, his broad shoulders and uh, Kimmy notices what he's wearing. And it's funny because for me, that's very much not how I tend to write the male characters so in a way it was kind of fun in a way I I really felt like I didn't know as much what I was doing because I'm just not used to writing stories you know there are some people who every day are writing a book about people with you know chiseled abs and that's just not my style so I remember even once having to ask a an author group on Facebook I was like okay well I've got this guy he's chiseled he's handsome he's a trooper but he's not wearing his uniform like what's he going to be wearing that would make him look attractive like I actually had to ask other people what would you dress my character up as so that was it was fun it's um you know just a different different kind of love interest than what I tends to do which is more of like I said the the boy next door one of my most endearing um male characters comes from one of my sweet dreams romances, Ricky, and he's just a goof, you know, like clumsy and awkward and silly. Like those are the kinds of characters that I, I tend to prefer to write for love interests. And in Termination Dust, the love interest is basically the exact opposite, you know, much more the alpha male. But, you know, I feel like he's the perfect match for Kimmy, who really needs that sense of protection and things like that. And, you know, she's learned to be strong-willed enough that she, you know, their personality, his personality isn't going to overshadow hers. So if I had to project into the future what happens, it's that they get married, they live in Anchorage, he becomes a cop in Anchorage, Kimmy and her sister continue having a great relationship where they're fighting just as much as they're spending time together, but they really are best friends, and Pip gets all the therapy and speech services he needs to really grow and thrive, and they really do have a happily ever after. I definitely do see Kimmy and Taylor once they get married formally adopting Pip and then maybe going on to have biological children of their own or at that point who knows but um yeah it's it's in my mind Kimmy's been through enough hardship I want to give her that happily ever after she can she can rest and relax some. So that's it for the Termination Dust After Show. If you enjoyed this audiobook, I would love if you leave a review. You can also look for more books in the Alaskan Refuge Christian Suspense series available on Audible or from your libraries. You can get them in ebook, print, audiobook. They're available on a lot of other audio um services as well so these novels aren't exclusive to audible so 
if you like listening to audiobooks that you get through your library or things like that, you could definitely look for them there. And if they're not there, you can ask. So for more Alaska Suspense, that's the Alaskan Refuge Christian Suspense series by Alana Terry. And then just don't forget this season of the Unabridged Podcast is sponsored by the Beloved Daughter audiobook. This was actually the audiobook from my very first novel, my debut novel, The Beloved Daughter, which takes place in North Korea. And the audiobook is available from Audible. If you're new to Audible, you can get it for free with a 30-day free trial when you go to alanateria.com slash beloved. Or if you're already an Audible listener, you can um, go to the same site and it'll take you right there to the Audible page. So that's it for now, guys. I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for your support of the show. Thank you for being just fun and enthusiastic listeners slash readers. I really do love putting this show out and writing these suspense novels for you to enjoy. And I hope that they're encouraging and inspiring to you as well. So again, thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next season of Unabridged, the Christian fiction audiobook podcast. I'm your host, Alana Terry, and we'll talk to you next time.